alchemical goat. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Bobby Larson. I'm Jessica Dimitro. And today we are going to discuss the higher self. Awesome. <laughs> I'm excited for this. Um, so... I think the best way, you know, I was thinking about, oh, I could write a definition and like read it because that's tends to be how my brain works. But I was like, you know, this makes more sense just for us to define it individually. And I think everybody has like a different definition for themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all kind of the same, but how would you define the higher, define the higher self? You know, probably a week ago, I wouldn't have had as great of an answer, (laughs) but um, I did a meditation recently, a guided meditation, and the person was like, your higher self is all the experience, has experienced everything you've been through. Hmm. And for some reason, that really resonated. That's really great. Yeah, it really resonated. Yeah. Because I think we have this perspective in the veil of like being so separated and like Mm -hmm. our higher self tends to be that part of ourselves that we want to connect with, but we don't feel worthy or whatever, whatever your hang up is with it. And then knowing that like there's compassion in that there's understanding that, you know, you've been in this cycle for a while and there's something that has Mm -hmm. completed all the things and done all the things and is guiding you. I, I don't know. There's comfort there for me. There's definitely comfort. That, I was just going to say that because it's it's the idea that the answers are already there mm-hmm. um, and you don't have to worry because the answers are already there. And the, the, the it takes a little bit of the edge off of being human, right? Absolutely. If you can tap into that, you know, tap into the, the, your, your higher self knowing that is all those answers, all that knowledge mm-hmm. is just for your, for you and you can go and access it. You don't have to worry so much. And me being who I am. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and I feel like too, like as we're, so I feel like right now you and I, especially we're both born the same year are in a really pivotal time as we're coming up on our Uranus oppositions and that there's a feeling of like being guided towards doing something, but not knowing how it works out. And to know that like your higher self has already completed this task Mm -hmm. at some point that you're not just in vain by yourself, uh, swimming in an ocean of consciousness, trying to figure out which direction to go, where to put your energy, how to manifest, how to make stuff happen. And for me, like I have been, you know, for two to three years feeling this energy of like, I know I need to do something. And Mm -hmm. even when I'm doing like this podcast, for example, we're doing it as much as we can, as much as our schedules will allow. And we're here and we're putting out information and we're showing up and learning from our mistakes. And yet there's still this other part of us that has our businesses to build, our families, Mm -hmm. uh, these other parts of our lives, which all feel like they need to go in a direction, which all feel like they need our attention simultaneously. Yeah. And like somehow out of all of that, if that's not enough, there's still this like this, this energy of like, I need to make my mark on the world. Right. I, yeah, it's, it's, you know, that, that in itself feels, it's hard because part of that is just nature nurture. Mm -hmm. Like we were all kind of raised in this view, this culture of, of let's all be successful. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there was always this, like this idea that you're supposed to be doing more, pushing yourself further, growing more, learning more, and then stopping at some point and just doing, doing, doing right. And I think that is a mindset that was taught to us, but that what, when you're saying make a mark on the world, well, you've already made plenty of marks mm-hmm. on the world, right? You, right. You have a child, two children. They're a mark on the world. Right. You know, you've have friends, you have family, you've made marks 
in their lives, right? So it's it's such an interesting thing that like it's this constant again that human experience, right? That we were taught to just go go go, do mm-hmm. more, do more, do more. I think what we and in doing this podcast in particular, but just everything that we're doing right now and as we're letting things drop off, right? I think we're really tapping into the idea of what's really bringing us joy, which is way more important as I've gotten older to me, it's what's going to bring me joy and, and happiness and make me actually feel like I want to do it. Yeah. Like I want to show up for this. Right. Right. And when you want to show up for something, that's where the success comes because you're enjoying it. Right. And I think people feel that, um, at least I hope everybody listens, like feels that when they hear us, you know, but it is this, the shift in mindset. And what's funny is that it's not an accident that for me, I didn't really, I don't think I'd ever really, I've heard of my higher self. Like I've heard the term higher self. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I didn't really understand it until I took the hypnotherapy course till right. I was in alchemical hypnotherapy had, I'd never, it never occurred to me that that was something I should connect with, how to connect with, like, let alone how to connect with it. Like, right. I, I didn't even understand really what it was. So the definition for me is like, just that, that almost, it's almost soul like, like, I, I basically my higher self looks just like me. I don't know if that's true. But it, you know, my that's what my my human brain tells me um, in a flowy, cloud-like, ethereal looking gown because she's fabulous. <laughs> and, you know, she is almost a master, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a master to me. Um, and someone that it, or thing, something, I guess, some energy, right? but very human form in my mind um, that I can tap, connect with tap that I'm actually always tapped into, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, really when I try to tap in, I can get the answers to like all of my issues, all of my questions. Can, Can I ask too, like, what was your first experience with your higher self? Like it was in a hypnotherapy session. Um, and the, you know, I think there was one before this, but I can only remember this one. Mm -hmm. And I know that I must've done another session where I tapped in because the second one, she came right in and I was like, no, yeah, there was, must've been a first one, but I I don't remember the first one, which is weird, but I do remember the second one. And, um, it was this, it was very peaceful. And like almost matriarchal and mm-hmm. very, very um, powerful woman, just a reminder of, of my inner peace um, and trust, a reminder to trust, a reminder to like to just trust the process and to trust where I am knowing that no decisions that I make really are the wrong decision, but right. that, but that there are going to have different outcomes and they're neither of them are wrong. Right? right. Like, like it doesn't matter which you choose. There's a reason you're choosing it for that moment and you're going to learn something regardless. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I just felt very, very supported, held. Mm-hmm. Right. What about you? And I, it wasn't, I was, this was after the alchemical hypnotherapy class that, um, I experienced it. I was doing like a, I was reading this book and this woman had an experience with her higher self. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to find a meditation and I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And it, the meditation was amazing because the woman guided us to really feel into our higher self. So it was more of like 
not really talking, but more of a like, here's this person feeding me, yeah. feeding my energy. Yeah. And I felt really held. I felt really yeah, good. Held, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like this was a good space for me and connected. And I think too, it's a process, right? Like, even though I remember when we were doing the past life regression, the higher self was sort of guiding the whole mm-hmm. thing. And they were present, but I don't remember, like, interacting with them as much. And so I think this is an interesting thing is, like, they can be present and they are – because they're always present, right? So we're sort of used to it. And I say that in quotation marks because we do know what it's like to connect with them. And I think they are doing it all the time, like, through our dreams, through Mm -hmm. synchronicities, Mm -hmm. through – the thing, we might recognize it as something else, like our grandmother or our angel or whatever, right? But it's essentially all coming from this connection we have with the spirit world, which yeah. is the higher yeah. self, right? Yeah. They, whether it's male, female, non-binary, whatever mm-hmm. their gender is. And, and I think it's interesting. Like, I want to do more about that to see, you know... Whose higher self is what? Like, I've had people whose higher self was a star. I've had people whose higher self was, like, talking to them in dream symbology. And it's so fascinating all of the different ways in which we are communicated with our higher self, which we might not recognize. I did this one session, and it was just obvious that the higher self had its own agenda. It's on agenda. <laughs> totally. And and that's just it. They never yeah. show up the way we think yes, that they will. Exactly. That they are definitely a lot more knowledgeable about us. Yes. And they know right. what we need to see. But I find it interesting because their questions are always answered, even if they're not directly answered. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So that's really funny that you, you say, um, what were you saying? You said um, the, the idea that they, they, already have the answers for for us right and um you know my whole thing is well am i listening of course right like they tell us stuff how they should like like they should be right sure and i mean this is the thing is like are you listening are you paying attention i mean for me i am always like i mean and it can kind of coincide a little bit with intuition right Mm -hmm. like Absolutely. Again, I tend to like sometimes just for fun, ignore my intuition just to see how bad it can get. Same thing with my higher self. I'm like, okay, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but like, you know, and I, 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 I must be there. Like my higher self's worst nightmare. Cause I'm just always like fighting it. Like, can no, I just say you something, don't though? really, you don't really mean that. Or I don't really need to do that. Or I think your higher self knows exactly how you're going to react. So they possibly might tell you the information so that you do the opposite because they know that you're going to rebel anyway. Seriously. They have your number. It's not like you can. (laughs) Maybe you need to go down that path. Mm -hmm. Maybe you would fight it if they were like directly (laughs) like like, you should go this way. And you're like, like, no, I'm going to go this way. I know exactly what you're going to do. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Thanks for that. <laughs> now we'd be like, wait, do they want me to do this or do they know that I'm going to do the other thing to do the other thing? And I think we like to pretend like we have, I mean, I'm, I know that there's free will, but I, I also think there's some predestination yeah. as an astrologer. It's hard to ignore that, you know, I, I look at my chart and there's just no way I'm going to work with certain energy because it's just not there. Yeah. Not to say that at some point a planet won't transit that area right. or it won't become... Right. Something, but at the same time, like there's specific things that I'm definitely here to work. I through. think for me, the idea that, um, you know, yeah, free will, but when I try to like actually make my own decisions and just pretend that I'm not hearing what my higher self is saying, I'll end up in situations and then it's that circle. I come back and I'm like, oh crap, I'm here again. Oh, Oh, so I should have done something differently, right? But you that, wouldn't but know I that unless you do, went through the yeah, cycle. Yeah, like I have to do that cycle and come back out of it and go, 
Oh, that's why I was supposed to do it that way. Okay. I like to learn the hard way. I mean, this is just who I well, am. Well, you're, you're Saturnian. I, he- I heard something really funny this morning because I drew a Saturn card, and it said that the middle finger is actually the finger of Saturn. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love that so Oh, my God. I love that so much. I love that so much. I know. And I think it's I think it's like, you know, when you're Saturn, you do have to learn things the hard way. You cannot yeah. just go through the easy path. You're not going through the easy path, Bobby. I don't care Thanks. what. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks for help. So, so I mean, I know that you talked about like how you access you and how you pretty much continue to access your higher self is meditation. What other things do you do? Lately I've been doing a lot of automatic writing. Yeah. I would say that's pro be and what I really like about automatic writing is is that I have a record, yeah, of the guidance. I have something to refer back to, Mm -hmm. um, and and I like the way it feels coming through. Yeah, you know, I think it's a way of us trusting and getting out of the way and letting Mm -hmm. information flow. And Mm -hmm. obviously, there are going to be times where that doesn't feel right. And then obviously there's going to be times where it's like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is flowing through me. I mean, I, it reminds me a lot of hypnotherapy in the sense of like, when I would see people go through past life regressions with an issue, Mm -hmm. when you entered into it to when they left, you didn't see how it was all going to work out. And it all arrived at the same point. And I don't think the conscious mind does that well. Yeah. I think to yeah. keep in, this is exactly where I need to go to look at this issue. And I think automatic writing is a lot like that. Yeah. I don't experience the sort of automatic writing where I'm writing and my handwriting is different or I'm not conscious. Like I feel, cause I guess because I, I think out of all the clairs, I'm more claircognizant. Mm-hmm. It just comes through. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something to be said too. And I think we've talked about it before of yeah. how different learners have different abilities. Yeah. So everybody experiences it differently. That's a very good point. Very good point. So I think that's part of it. And, and what about you? Uh, well, I mean, I find this is going to make me sound kind of, uh, you know, I mean, whatever. Is anybody going to be surprised? Um, I find, you know, like you got to take some herbal remedies, some THC, um, sh- mushrooms. Um, uh, what's, what's the stuff I take all the time? I can't remember what it's called right now. My God, my brain is just... Anyway, higher self. I'm, I'm too connected. See, I've been I was taking, like, what about THC? I, I know, a little too much THC. <laughs> um, but I have to get out of my own way mm-hmm. for me to really like tap in and listen. Um, but the other day, I actually did a group Reiki session. I haven't been, I haven't taken, a, a, done any Reiki in probably, God, it's been like 13 years or something. Um, and it was, you know, via Zoom and it was a group session and I'm thinking, you know, what is this really going to do? Mm-hmm. But also I know that it's going to do all the things, but I'm kind of like questioning it. Right. And during the session, I was so out of my, my mind, out of my conscious mind. It was amazing. And wow. my, my body was doing these like crazy twitches and I was like whoa I was like able to like I came back in was like whoa I'm twitching I that's weird and then my hands felt severed like they were cut off Hmm. and they were on fire I had flames coming out of my hands it was the craziest and so I thought okay maybe that's like I started feeling I got kind of got anxious and I like moved my hands because I was like Maybe I'm like losing circulation or something. I'm going to wake up. My fingers are going to be blue. I move my hands. I'm like, oh my God, they're not stopping. Like it was so bizarre. So, and in that I got this really deep sense of um, my next steps as a healer, which was really interesting. And it, it was like a message that I was not expecting And I had no 
it just felt so out of anything I'd ever experienced before that I had no idea what I came out of it was just like bawling my eyes out just didn't know what had just happened and then we're in the like group meeting and I'm I'm not on camera like most people weren't really on the camera at that point but the the leader she's talking and she's like she starts she starts welling up and she's like I just feel really emotional I was literally just like behind the scenes and I'm like oh god is she picking up on my my emotions mm-hmm. right now but what was so funny is she, she was talking about water she's like she was like I got this very big like group sense of water and blah blah and I'm over here like no bitch I'm on fire I'm on fire like what it was so it was so intense so like Reiki clearly for me was an amazing connection mm-hmm. to 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 get out of my own conscious mind and and tap into something deeper and more true Mm -hmm. and then um what was my other one um oh and and I did a spell the other day which I haven't done in a long ass time but it was the buck moon and um while I was doing it it was it was very deep meditation yeah. Like, right. There was candle focus and mm-hmm. I felt that sort of out of body, um, higher connection mm-hmm. that I hadn't felt in a long time. And I was like, Oh, this is why I used to do this. Like, Oh, I, I do call myself a witch, but I very rarely get myself together enough to like get all my, my stuff and ingredients and get the spell out and get the moon going and (laughs) turn the moon on and off and do all the things. I don't know about you, but for me, the last couple of months have really felt like an initiation of sorts. Like that there is a, a deep process that we're all going through. Like we're Mm -hmm. shedding stuff. Um, I had this reading the other night and I think Tara was another great way to access higher self information and I got this wonderful deck that's called the alchemy alchemy excuse me alchemy deck and it was so right on the first Mm -hmm. reading that I got and it's so perfect because I think we're we're really shedding a lot of old energy that Mm -hmm. has sort of stood in my way from yeah where I'm going and I know that I can't go with it all anymore. I know that I have to let stuff go, but I'm fucking stubborn. Even in my dream last night, I was so stubborn. And I know this is my higher self because I don't remember my dreams too often, but when I do, and I was supposed to be apologizing to somebody (laughs) and I just could not because somebody was telling me to apologize. I just wasn't going to do it. It's not that I have a problem apologizing. I'm very good at taking accountability. When someone's telling you to do it, you're all hell no. And I was like, so I just think it's pretty funny, like how, um, and this is all around like Uranus being in my second house right now, Mars, which is about self-acceptance, self-love. Mm-hmm. And as I move forward, like these are things I have to work on. So all of this energy in that place yeah. and then doing this like very deep internal introspection, seeing how it's all working. And then all these tools are coming, all of this information. And it's, and it's about doing things different. Like I'm even thinking, you know, I had the situation happen yesterday and I thought to myself, like, that was not the way that I wanted to handle it. And here's what I would have done differently as opposed to just thinking that the whole world is conspiring Yeah. You know, and and everything is just happening. Like I'm starting to, and I think this comes with higher self connection, starting to see the thread through it all. Yeah. Starting to see what it is that I'm working on, why I'm working on it as I make this decision to go to, you know, astrology school and write and really put myself out there. But I can't take all this other like other stuff stuff with with you. Yeah. You have to drop it. You have to drop it all or not all, but you have to get rid of a lot of it. You know, it's, it's not, it definitely hinders any success that you will have it. it, And that's, you know, every time 
it's almost like a spring cleaning, right? Like I'm totally doing a garage sale this weekend because for me, like quite literally stuff right. drowns me out. It drowns me and makes me feel like I can't, I, it's like a veil or like a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm smothered. Right. right? Um, that is, I, I just have to say that in the end of May when I got sick, I mm-hmm. felt that from my stuff, my yeah, stuff, your stuff in my space. And it was stuff that I wouldn't have been able to move myself. Mm-hmm. It was stuff that was literally blocking free flowing energy yeah. in my life. And That's I got really you. sick and I became very, very aware right? of these things. And then I ended up a couple weeks later moving them out. Yeah. Because I would rather have nothing in that space than something absorbing all of the extra excess creative energy. Yeah. I mean, and and it just, it, it like blocks the ties, right? It blocks the messages and it blocks. And like, you know, and I'm struggling, not struggling, but kind of like I'm trying not to make it like a struggle because I don't look at myself as having a problem with alcohol. Right? Because I don't, because I know people that really have a problem with alcohol. And I'm like, you know, if I go and I have four glasses of wine one night in like a month, I don't really feel like that's a problem with alcohol. It's me just hanging out being excessive. But what I'm realizing, and you know, it's so hard for me because it's this, it's this juxtaposition of being human mm-hmm. and wanting to connect with the muggles. Right. <laughs> right. And, and doing this work on this side where I need to be able to tap in, um, very clearly and, and quickly. And what does it look like if I'm against drowned? I'm like drowning in, in, it makes it fuzzy. Right? right, the alcohol gets in the way of of that connection, and so mm-hmm. it's like the things that break these connections, your crap that you hold on to, your human stuff, right? Your, you know, your, and then like your habits, totally. you know, poor eating, poor, poor sleeping, or not listening to the guidance. I yes. mean, that's one way. Well, you can't listen to the guidance if you're blocked, right? But I guess what I mean by that is like. The the thing of like when you know you need to be doing something, yeah. you have that internal feeling of like yeah. trusting this is my next move or whatever. And who knows? Like maybe it's not part of your path, but you need to think about it, but whatever. Yeah. But I think for me, I'm very stubborn in some ways. Yeah. Like I get, I let fear dictate instead. Yeah. yeah. Um, fear is another big one. Right. And so then I'm like holding on to whatever, you know, lower dimensional vibration that's coming through mm-hmm. instead of thinking, well, the universe is guiding me towards this thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I had a huge breakthrough in that recently when I got invited to go somewhere. And at first I was like, Oh, I can't really afford it. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, I can. <laughs> just I it. just need to do it. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I'm not saying that people don't experience financial setbacks yeah. and whatever the, the thing, but for me, a lot of the times it's me thinking that I need to hold on to something yeah. so tightly yeah. and not see that it's a flow of energy. And I yeah. I pretty much feel like in most situations I've always been taken care of. And I just need to, I think going to this place is better regardless of whatever consequences come in the future. Yeah, exactly. Because I, mean, I want to live. It's, well, that's a thing too, is like you can't, hold your growth back based on things that are very like that very human stuff like money. Mm-hmm. Like my, I, and I, again, it's yes. It's so easy to say that in our sort of middle-class white girl privilege over here. Right. Um, but I also really, it is an exchange of energy. And when you start putting that money towards stuff that is going to help you grow and and become 
a better version of yourself, it comes back tenfold. It always does. And it's never, I have never once spent money on something and like where in, in like I was going to learn something, right? Let's say a class or a course or a a, a work trip or something, right? I've never once done that and regretted it ever. Right. Because and you get something out of it. You get the, so much out of it. Like, like when, we, when I went to college, you know, yeah. every single semester I got something huge out of yeah. every single class. And I, part of that is because I was an adult and I was paying for it. Yes. And I heard this thing and I, and I think we have to give ourselves credits as moms who've been on this, this um, trajectory that we started from the way back because we were taking care of people, putting ourselves through school, doing all of the things. And you know what? That's another example of the higher self. Like I never knew I could do that. Yeah. And, but my higher self did. Yeah. I didn't. And those are muscles that you don't know that you can develop. And that's, what's so interesting is that like, like I said, like I felt like I didn't know what the higher self was till what, two years ago. But you look back on all the things that have guided you even before I figured to, before I took alchemical hypnotherapy guided me to that point. And was like, Oh, right. My higher self was doing all like, they were just carrying us along. Right. They were like, okay, she doesn't know I'm here yet. She's going <laughs> to figure it out. Right. But let, we'll just keep helping. We'll keep helping. You know, we were, it, it's a soul. It's like we were soul children. We were just mm-hmm. little children, right? Even though we were, you know, young adults and we were getting ourselves to where we needed to be this whole time, it was like an instinct in me. I it felt like an instinct, but really, it was my higher self guiding me to, you know, oh, I've I've always wanted to. I need to think. I need some tarot cards at yeah. fifteen years old. Right? Oh uh, yeah. You know what? I kind of want to learn yoga. I've heard of yoga. And I feel like I would really like that, like at twenty, it, right? And it just these little steps. Those things, though, they almost feel like a remembering, right? Like yes. I remember this. Yes, that's from wherever. exactly how it felt. Exactly. And then so, like the tools to like because we worked with the tarot from such a young age, mm-hmm. we've always sort of been connected to our higher self. We just didn't know. I that's didn't what know. We were I channeling. didn't know that's what it was called. Right. right. It's so it's, it's funny. It's funny to be on a, like we didn't have gurus. Like we're not like Buddhist monks that at a young age, they're like little kids are in the, the small villages and the Buddhist monks are walking through and go that kid yeah, he needs to start being mentored, right? Like, right. no, I mean, I didn't, I had, I. They actually recognize those kids yeah. as being reincarnated. Yes, they see by it. By certain behaviors. They see it, but we don't and, have a culture like that, no. which is so interesting. But that being said, when I was 10, my uncle's mom, I think I've talked about her before, Gail, she gave me my first journal and she was the only one. In everybody, like my mom had died three years before that, right? But there was something about how she talked to me and what she knew about me that I didn't know and that nobody else, well, I did know. There was something about me I did know. Yeah, you responded to that. I knew, but like I didn't because nobody else was saying it. So I just kind of was like, I don't know what this, whatever I feel like that's happening to me now. <laughs> right. Like what's happened? What, what am I, what is, what is coming up? What is this? What, mm-hmm. whatever this is, this pa- power, it was a power. It was a, you know, the claircognizant stuff. It was all of that. Right. And she recognized that cause she was, and I didn't know till <laughs> years later, um, she had been doing all this, mm-hmm. right? And I didn't know that. Nobody had told me. Nobody was ever talking about what she was doing. But I think she did you a service because you needed to find it on your own. If she right. had come to you and been like, here, this Bobby. Is right. But like, yeah. had she, I mean, that's the thing is like, she died probably a year later. She was, you know, she, she had breast cancer and she died young. So she gives me this journal and she's like, just write everything, write everything. And I did. I kept journals for the next 15 years. But... Um, when she died, my uncle ended up with a ton of her books and he just had them in, in boxes 
and they were stored in his garage. Nobody ever looked at them, didn't know anything. They did a garage sale, weirdly, that I'm doing a garage sale. This is kind of interesting, full circle. He's like, we're going to get rid of all of these books. And I go over, and it's like, yeah, I think I was in my early 20s. So I was like 2004, maybe. And it's Alan Watts. It's, it, it's um, oh my God, there was just all these books on Taoism and, and all these metaphysical books. And I just like went through and was like in some freaking like heaven. It Mm -hmm. was like, and I'm like, this is who she was. I didn't know that's who she was. Right. Mm -hmm. And so suddenly it was like, she saw me. She saw me when I was 10. She saw me. Nobody else was saying it because they would have been like, but I don't think they could recognize it. Right. No. When people are in that own space, they don't recognize, they know there's something about you, mm-hmm. but they don't, they don't recognize it. It was, it was really interesting. And so it, but it, back to the idea though, like had she stuck around, I was like, oh, maybe I would have had a little bit more of a mentor, but like we don't have mentors. So then we're finding this shit in our twenties. I mean, you know, in our teens a little bit in our twenties, but we're really diving in and now there's, there's no, we can't ignore it anymore right because now the higher self's like okay you've been a little kid you you're growing up now it's time okay I'm not gonna do all the work all the time like (laughs) (laughs) you you need to start really like taking some control of this and this path I mean not that it wouldn't be nice to have you know and both of my parents are astrologers and I got a lot of I wouldn't like an ability to talk about this stuff. Yeah. But also like, it's always been what resonates with me mm-hmm. because that was the thing that really got me to, cause when I was like really young, I was like, went through this whole religious, okay, what am I? Let me yeah. try on different right. hats. Right. See. And I, I remember going to this Christian church and just nothing resonated in yeah. there. And I didn't have anybody telling me that it had to. Right. Right. It was like my parents just let me do in my belief system whatever I needed to do. Nobody was sitting there being like, well, what about this? Well, what about that? Right. Right. There was no set pace. There was no guidance. That was only what I needed to do to figure out what my belief system was. And I I quite appreciate that. Yeah. I don't think I could do it differently. Yeah. I love being able to access my inner resources to see if something resonates, not because it resonates for somebody else, not because somebody else is telling me, but how I can take it and see if it's authentic towards my path. I don't actually, I'm getting to this place where I don't actually think that there's truth or not truth anymore when it comes to faith and in, in belief systems i mean obviously I they're with, all the same i mean i think we probably we'll probably have to do a show on that at some point yeah and i think <laughs> you know i mean obviously there are some that are more controlling and yes. this kinds of things yes. but i think that that resonates for that person for a reason they're yeah. at that level of fear yes. they need somebody to come in and give them guidance and spiritual stuff obviously that can be corrupted which is the real problem is that people can use that to control other people exactly but on the other side of that you have to go through that i i had a yeah. um very good reading from a woman who is a medium and my grandmother came through my very religious mormon grandmother by the way like she's the only person they do come through those ones. she's the only <laughs> person that ever tried to force any religious ideology interesting because well she lived in a lot of fear yeah and so on the other side, she comes through and she's like immediately like her whole throat. And I knew my throat chakra is an issue. Okay. Yeah. Which is so funny on so many levels. But so she comes <laughs> through and she's like, oh you know, making God. all these noises. Oh God. And I'm like, oh boy. And, and so when my grandmother, she's like, she's trying to come through. I really need to finish this part of it and then we'll mm-hmm. talk to her. And so when we did talk to her, she's like, so proud of me. Right. Because I'm working through all of that stuff that she couldn't do in her lifetime. And she wasn't meant to. Right. Yeah. I mean, she was at her level doing her thing. But now she's learning 
from what I'm doing because I'm breaking those cycles up and yeah. we're looking and reexamining and utilizing that. And, you know, you'd be surprised because so in my experience with a, a lot of people who have passed away, I always have some sort of weird friction with them. Interesting. In my family, I had it with my both, side, both sets of grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where and I had this idea that they were a certain way. But this, again, goes to speak of this like other world of the higher power and like. And I've met people that think they're cut off from their higher power. I've met people that think... So interesting. But, you know, they have that. They have whatever's going on in this life is creating some friction with the other side. So whatever that means, like your relationship with that person is not the relationship that you have with their higher self. Because that's who's coming through now is my grandmother's higher self. And there's a difference. And there's also a healing because now I'm experiencing and seeing her different than the little piece of what I had left of her from this life. You know, if you're thinking about where are all the higher selves, yeah, you know, connecting, where are they all to get? They're all to, I mean, it's all one big energy. Um, and so obviously they're all living, living, um, for lack of a better word, but, um, (laughs) existing right in a positive loving, sure. Forgiving, accepting, uh, uh, energy. And, and so the, whatever I saw, I watched this really great TikTok. I thought I was like, this is the funniest description of it, but it's such a good one. It's, um, it was about higher self and just like, Imagine we're like the Sims, right? So if you remember the Sims, kind of, I kind of remember it from like the Uh, (laughs) nineties. Have they been around that long? Uh, I I think so. Like we had a computer and I think there was Sims being played in like 97. Yeah. Um, Anyway, but um, you know, the, the higher selves are trying to make the best world for you know, or the, we're like in this analogy, we're the higher self and our Sims characters are us. Right. And right. we're trying to make the best world for our Sims characters. Hmm. It's a good analogy. Right. I was like, that feels weirdly accurate. So you think about like everybody who is up here playing the Sims game. We're all just hanging out. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, in the same mindset of let's make the best characters for our, for our, like, or make the best world for our characters. So it's the same thing. Like they're up there all together, coinciding and looking out for all of us. Yeah. I find that interesting that you said though, that people feel cut off from their higher selves. It's like, how do you get that far? How do you get so well, far? Well, I think... Is it cut off or do they just not know how no, to No, I think it's... it's Because I think there's a lot of people that have experienced a lot of trauma. Mm. And they don't... You don't feel protected when you're going through those traumatic yeah. situations. Yeah. You don't feel like That's there's something out there that... And I mean, for me, in my trauma, that I do feel like something was protecting me because I can see it from a different perspective at this point. Yeah. But I don't think everybody's quite gotten there or, you know, they're in their own process of it. And so I think they feel cut off from their higher self because again, in the same way that somebody would question God when they've gone through a hard time, right? Somebody who believes in the higher self might be like, what the, why did you let me go through this? That happen. But then again, I think, Another part of it is because our culture doesn't teach us how to connect with our higher mm-hmm. self yet. I think we're, <laughs> we're, we have to go through another person in Christian ideology to yeah. even talk to God, yeah. you know, and our higher self yeah. is part of God, Christ consciousness, yeah. whatever you want to call it, yeah. whatever the thing is. But so, again, that was like creating a middleman is kind of a, it's a weird control. Of course. And, and yes, all of that. And you wonder though, like in this I might be a little off topic, but like, why? It's like, did the people uh, that were creating Western religions or whatever Christian based religions, were they doing that consciously on purpose? Or did they really believe that it was an easier 
like an like having a, a middleman would have was an easier connection. Like it's so strange to me. You have all these cultures, all these pagan quote unquote cultures that knew exactly how to directly connect. Right. I think it's the darkness. I think it's like the shield of darkness. Whenever we entered the part of the universe that's dark, when we started descending in consciousness, I think those things are related. I think that when we gave our power away, was it that these people who created this were trying to expose that? Right. You know, like you're saying, that question is very good, but I think it has something to do with the darkness. Cause I mean, if, if you think about your own darkness, like when you're going through that time, like fearfulness mm-hmm. and you're working through all of those energies and think about when you're awake, like conscious mm-hmm. and when you're not, when mm-hmm. you're not, you don't f- understand it. Yeah. You're not sitting there going, I yeah. bet this is the fear or darkness in me. Right. Right. Responding to right. light. Cause like going around somebody who's more highly evolved than you, you feel that discrepancy so much. You're like, yeah. I hate this person. Get out of my. <laughs> totally. And, and because you can't help it. Yeah. You notice everything yeah. that yeah. you're trying to hide from the world is coming right up to the surface mm-hmm. and you're so aware of it. And who wants to do that all the time? Yeah. So I think <laughs> totally. too, you know, when the darkness came and it covered up all the light aspects, which is like that awareness, that cultivation becoming something greater and they descended back, then it was easy to believe that you needed somebody else to guide you through that, that somebody else could be responsible for your connection with God. And also I think it's interesting because it is controlled yeah. Right? Because they can all of a sudden tell you, oh, you know what? No, you can't do that. And they mm-hmm. and, and it was think about it, how disempowered people were because they didn't believe that they could. Yeah. That they they were in themselves and they didn't think they were told constantly that you cannot do that because you are not your ego is too big if you think that you can do blah 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 blah. And it I think I I don't know if it was conscious, but I do think that it has something to do with that darkness. When you say darkness, what do you mean by that? Like, where do you, where do you think this darkness is coming from? Because I'm imagining, I mean, it's so, it's just so interesting that humans have evolved and they were, you know, these pagan cultures and they were living in these, small little communities and they were traveling around continents that were like Pangea, one big continent moving together and worshiping the stars and the sun and the, you know, and, and it's like at some point the shift happens and it's, I mean, this could be a whole other alien conversation, right? Like who came down and was suddenly like, okay, we're going to separate this from this like what and 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 how it's like there was an intelligence that a little shift a little manipulative shift in intelligence that was like gonna take advantage of that power and and now i i was watching um how to heal the mind Mm -hmm. have you seen that documentary yet Mm -hmm. it's on netflix and it's about um plant medicine um but this idea, you know, we can see it just in our time in in how psychologists were studying in the 50s and 60s, psilocybin, MDMA, LSD, blah, 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 for depression and mm-hmm. all these PTSD and all these different anxieties and social disorders, all this stuff. And the government came in and shut it down just decided that there was no use, no benefit to these molecules, right? And it's kind of the same idea. It's like they started seeing like people were feeling more connected and they were doing studies around, um, in particular, around cancer patients. They're Mm -hmm. doing that. And they're showing how these people that are terminal take, you know, have a little shroom trip, right? And their anxiety around death goes away. Right. And it's this, it's to me, there's sort of a connection in that higher self and where we go to next it, and the re, and yes. where we come from the reincarnation, mm-hmm. right? Cause it's, if the higher self knows where you've been 
and knows what you need to do. It's like the record keeper of where you have been in your past life when you come through and are reincarnated and then where you're going to go after. Mm-hmm. So the that's why, you know, for me, like plant medicine makes sense. Like it's, it is a direct contact to that higher self that like that being able to just feel safe and held back to that. Right. But it's that same, what made it illegal is that same like power that at some point told people, well, you can't connect to it directly. Right. We have to tell you how to do it, you know? Well, and I think that's, it's like our government has, is our government connected. It's gotta be government. It's like government. It's, the rich elite, right? That they have it's every the reason people. to want to keep. Well, <laughs> they have every reason to want to keep, but you can't because you're the the planets are cycling, right? Yeah, that's where you know the age of Aquarian ideas. And and I read this book recently that was really interesting because he talks about the age of Aquarius not being like this like fantasy thing yeah. of like everything's just going right. to be perfect, right? Right. But yet we have work to do, right? Mm-hmm. We we have to go through this process and. The air signs typically are a lot lighter, right? Because air is lighter. Yeah. Earth is obviously very dense. And darkness really kind of symbolizes Earth to me. Mm -hmm. That 3D density, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. way in which, like, all of the negativity, all of the harm. Mm -hmm. I I mean, we can just use Jesus as a perfect example of of darkness, right? Mm -hmm. Like, these people that want to keep that message of love and understanding and acceptance in its place because it threatens the status quo. Yeah. Right? So, you know, I know that this is a long thing about what darkness means, but I think as we move out into different cycles, we move from a dark part of the universe to a lighter, less Mm -hmm. dense place. And then we're starting to shed. Now, how does this go out? Like all of a sudden, all of this material is available online through all these books that, you know, you would have had to go to some special bookstore to find. Occult stores are on every freaking, yeah, Yeah. everything. And the, the thing is, is that I can tell when something is lighter material in the Mm -hmm. way that it connects and it doesn't contradict all of these other things like astrology and tarot hold hands yeah alchemy and tarot and astrology hold hands and palmistry they're not conflicting for oh this is the one true way right Right. you know and then also they're bringing in this connection with higher self and all of these other things to where it opens your mind to the extent there's so much happening on different levels. Like, how can we even say, I don't know what your karma is, so I cannot make judgments about you in all realistic. Exactly. You know, I don't yeah. know what your path is. And it brings that focus back to myself. Because if we have an issue, I need to look at me. Yeah. I need to look yeah. at why that's triggering me. It has really probably nothing to do with you. Yeah. Unless you stepped on a boundary. And then again, it goes back to me. Yeah. Right. How right. am I communicating my yeah. boundaries? Exactly. It's all about taking responsibility. And your higher self helps you with that. Right. (laughs) And I think, too, you know, as we go through this flowering process of coming up out Mm -hmm. of the ground of like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're at this pivotal time. I hear Mm -hmm. people talk about it all the time, like this threshold between darkness and light. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, that's not an easy process. We have to go through a tower moment. Yeah. We really have to look at ourselves at... In humanity, And I think all of the, the things that are happening right now in our government and in our Supreme Court are all part of that process. Definitely. of Tower us. moment is such a good, and oh my God, that's such a good description of it. It does feel like just like, I mean, the tower moment could literally have started in 9-11 when there's people. Like but I picture that. the tower just, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it's feeling like. Yeah. You know, just on fire, things, people are falling. It's, it's a crazy, crazy time. And we have to stay connected with each other, with our higher selves. And, I, and stay I tapped in. And just... It's so easy to focus on outside of you right now. It is. And it go really into that. Is. I mean, I had this whole thing where I had to like get off TikTok because after the Supreme Court thing, I was like... 
in that energy. I told my friend yesterday, she said to me yesterday, she's just like, <laughs> this is going to sound so hot. She said, I just hate men right now. I just hate <laughs> all men. This Roe v. Wade really pissed me off. And I looked at her and I said, I, you need to turn off the fucking news. And she's like, she looks at me and I was like, I say this to you every time we talk. You need to stop watching the news. You're going to make yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. You're going to stay in that that aggro. It's just aggro, right? That's the only word I can well, think it's of. A aggravated, pushing yeah. you. It's, it's constantly a, pushing at your yeah. buttons and a, a, at your guilt and your own shame. And how are you fixing it? Like it's like you're watching about it and and hearing people bitch about it isn't fixing it. What's going to fix it is you fixing yourself, fixing. Yes. The people and and uh, in your life, being in your community, doing the best you can as a citizen on this planet, supporting, you know, whatever women you might need to support, but like in real time, in real life, you know, doing the work internally and within the people that matter to you. Sure, and and I hate to sound like an anti-establishment. <laughs> Although very much well, so, what? And, and, I mean, be, like this I anarchy thing. Well, I don't and, and to sound like that. But but I I think you know as long as we have somebody trying to push us into rules yeah. and ways that we should behave, and we're not trusting ourselves, that's another yeah. way that the mainstream media and things keeps you disconnected yeah from your higher self like because you, you can't to. be trusted to yeah. follow the rules unless we tell you not to speed unless yeah. we tell you this right. and the fact is is that a lot of us are capable i'm not going to say everybody but i and i also feel like we have this thing where we have these beliefs based on what is happening right now and we have actually never experienced a society that could right. not find somebody or monitor somebody's behavior there might be some places somewhere i don't know but you know the fact is is that we've never had that happen Mm -hmm. we've always been punitive we've Mm -hmm. always decided that this is the way things and this is the way to operate and i think there's something to be said about the peer pressure when you're living in a society that's caring for other people say you're homeless people That have, you know, made mistakes. And obviously there's a lot of gray area in that right now. So I'm not going to speak on all of that. But just that it's possible to trust yourself. And it's possible Mm -hmm. to create your own boundaries and utilize those in the world. And I think if more of us were role models in that way, that we would affect all of society. But I'm not... I mean, self-regulation is, I think natural and i think that we um we have allowed ourselves to be told that humans can't regulate themselves right i i really really yes there are criminals but there's also ways that we could be dealing with that in a very different way that Making is, people feel seen and yes. loved and cared yes. for is but a much different... But it's all that disconnection. They, it, you, know, yeah. you disconnect from yourself. You disconnect from your power. You disconnect from your higher self. You disconnect from your communities. You disconnect even from your neighbors. Like, you could live next door to somebody and never even talk to them. You know? People that, like, should be, like, that are right next to you. That live right next to you. You should know who they are. Sure. Right? But we're all disconnected from each other and from our higher selves and as that happens that's where the control comes can i just say i i think this is a perfect place to like bring it is that when in the session when i connect somebody with their higher self Mm -hmm. how good they feel yeah how definitely like all of a sudden everything makes sense it's like the ultimate high exactly well and, <laughs> it and really this is finally like all yeah. of these lonely feelings and yeah. all of these things yeah. that we turn away from yeah right that yeah. we're sitting there in our rooms or whatever and we're just like mm-hmm. oh nobody cares about yeah. me and yet there is something that is within it's you and all yeah it's in there it's all there it's not even in it's in and without you know but it's and all of my sessions now are like that's the first step. Yeah. Like we yeah. can't even do anything else until you're connected to your higher self because yeah. it won't matter. Exactly. Like we're not just gonna call in somebody you don't know and ask them questions. 
which is kind of some of the ways in which it, it, it was for me. But then I realized, like, how valuable is it to start this out with you having this connection? All the answers And then already. you don't really need me. But then, yeah. but <laughs> totally. I know, but, but there so. are things that hypnotherapists can do they, in the guiding and all that guiding. stuff. But yeah. this part is my way of, like, each client having this special connection. So how can people work with you? Oh, well, they can go to AstereoAwakenings.com and check me out through my website. They can go to Instagram, AstereoAwakenings um, there or, uh, yeah. And how do we connect with you? I'm BobbyLarson.com and Bobby Larson Hypnotherapy on Instagram. And if you want to follow us on any uh, any podcast platform you can find us there and our website is show.acast.com slash alchemical goat thank you so much for joining us today